G'day everybody and welcome to this marketing thing. Today I want to talk about feeling stuck or those negative thoughts you get when you're doing a project or learning a new skill and the two ways you can go at the bottom there. Hi, my name's Kyle Macker and I've been a pilot in the aviation industry for half my life. So you may be asking, why am I doing this marketing thing, right? Well, I'm so passionate about aviation. Flying a big jet is just awesome. There's nothing like it. However, I realized that being a pilot is nothing what it used to be, especially during COVID. If I wanted to live the life of my dreams on my terms, I was going to have to teach myself a new skill. So three years ago, I started my marketing journey. I dove deep into the marketing world. I dug into the books, psychology, persuasion, anything that would help with a person saying yes to a product or service. I love it. However, I have a big problem. It's all theoretical knowledge and I have no hands-on experience and I still have so many questions. The biggest thing that I know is if we want our businesses to stand out in a noisy marketplace, we have to become better marketers. The best marketer will always win. So follow me on my journey and hopefully along the way it can help you spark up a few ideas that I've learnt so you can implement in your business. So make sure you subscribe to my channel so you don't miss the latest episodes and also if there's anything you want to know about, get in touch with me at thismarketingthing.com. So let's get into it. So this week I've been, or well, I've had a feeling of being stuck or is this even worth it? I'm doing a project on basically coming up with your dream customer and going through all the different social media platforms and search-based platforms and coming up with a customer avatar at the end of it. Now, I'm sort of got to the point where I'm going, is this even worth it? Like, should I even be bothering with this? Now, not so long ago, I found this, and I didn't come up with this, I found this curve and it's called the transition curve or it's sort of like a curve which shapes out like the emotional roller coaster you go through when you're learning a new skill or doing a project. So I'm sort of going through this curve at the moment. Now, I remember when I was 13, when I was a kid actually, I loved aviation. I loved it. I had all the posters on the walls, I had the magazines, I had all the books. And I can remember my dad, he was, a, he was plumbing at the time for a flight instructor and he told the flight instructor about my love of aviation. So the flight instructor said, why don't you get him to come down to one of our three-day summer camps that we do? He does three hours of flying, does a bit of theory and that sort of thing. So I was ecstatic when my dad said he was going to take me to this thing. I was over the moon. I couldn't wait. I was just, I thought, this is amazing. I was so excited. I can remember I even begged my parents to get me a flight bag so I looked the part. And on the first day, I went and, and I did my uh, flying school camp, and it was, it was all great fun. Now, because I was so young, I couldn't just fly continuously get all my licenses and be done because I was I was not legally able to but I would go out on the weekends and I would wash plane windscreens I would back seat so I'd jump in the back seat of an airplane when it was going on a navigational exercise and I would fly about 
once a month. And that continued till I was just before I turned 16. I really sort of stepped up the training and on my 16th birthday, I went solo. Now, it was, it was a pretty big achievement for me as, you know, a 16-year-old flying an aeroplane and landed it back all safe and sound, no problem. It was all good. And and then I still sort of, after that, I still sort of had the same sort of problem. I was still held up by my age. I still sort of had to wait till I was 17 to be able to do the next license, which is my private pilot's license. And that allowed me to fly anywhere in Australia by myself. So when I finished school, I was 17. Now I could do my private pilot's license. So I signed up to a new flight school and I began. Now, this was the real low point for me. This is when I sort of started feeling, is this worth it? Am I is this way, am I wasting my time here? I didn't really like the new flight school that I'd signed up to do for my private pilot's license. And then what sort of almost topped it off for me is I remember one afternoon I went on a navigational exercise solo and I got lost. And that sort of shocked my my confidence and I, I, you know, I, I, I got back and I was, I was embarrassed and I didn't really want to tell anybody and I didn't feel like I had anyone there that I could confide in and, and, and talk to about it. And I can remember I just went along with it. But I can remember the feelings of, is this worth it? Is this, is this what I want to do? Should I even be bothering with this? And then one flight instructor, I sort of, he sort of must have picked up on the feeling that I was feeling. And he sort of took me under his wing and I had all different flight instructors up to that point, which didn't help, but he sort of took it upon himself and I just was his student and went through and finished my private pilot's license. I pushed through. And then the next thing, I had a bit of funds issue, like it's very expensive to become a pilot, so I had to then wait until I saved up some more money. But I never felt again that I was, you know, that I was not going to fly and was I doing the right thing I'd push through that point and then I got my commercial pilot's license and now I've I fly commercially in a large airline so it wasn't until many years later learning about marketing and psychology and human behavior that I found this transition curve or it's even been called the learning curve now it's basically the emotional phase that you go through when you're learning a new skill or doing a project. Now this graph sort of looks like a sine wave, so it goes up to a peak, then down into a trough, and then back up again. Now I will do a diagram of this and post it in my Facebook group. It's called This Marketing Thing, so if you want a copy of it, go and join, and you can get a copy of it there. But the first phase is called uninformed optimism. Now, if we go back to my story, this is when I was a kid and I was so excited about aviation and flying and I had posters on the wall, all that sort of thing. And, you know, I went and did my first flight when I was 13 and I had all this optimism. I was so stoked, but I had really no idea. So I was very optimistic but I wasn't very good yet. Now, what you've got to remember is that you're very lucky to have this. 
even though that you, you're, you're super excited, but you're not very good yet. Because without that, you'd never get started. Remember, you can't skip over any of these phases. So, I mean, if you want to go learn how to play golf, you wouldn't get excited about it and go out and buy the golf clubs to learn how to play. You just wouldn't start, right? Number two. Now, this is sort of coming down the curve and towards the trough. Number two is halfway between the two, and it's called informed pessimism. Now, there's a variety of ways that you can become pessimistic about something. For me, it was when I was 17 and I started doing my private pilot's license, I started to become a little bit pessimistic because I didn't really like the flight school. I was getting chucked with different instructors here, there and everywhere. And I was still excited, but not as much. You know, I'd had a little bit of success. I'd gone solo by myself. I was doing a little bit of flying and it was all sort of fun. But I wasn't as excited as before. Now, this was the informed pessimism stage. So then you work further down into the bottom of the trough. And we come to stage three, which is the crisis of meaning or crash and burn. Now, at the crash and burn point, there's two ways you can go. There's you can just keep pushing through and then come back onto the next wave or you keep going through the curve and you stop, you fail. Now, I remember when I was in my teens, I think I was about 14 or 15, everyone in my school and my group was playing guitar and I thought, oh, I'm going to take up, this This is going to be great, you know, like watching these guys play guitar and I was like, oh, this is awesome, I'm going to learn guitar. So I went through the stages, I went through this real optimistic stage, I was like, oh, this is great, awesome, went and bought myself a new guitar and I was like, oh, this is awesome, started learning, started playing it, then I went through the informed pessimism stage and I was like, oh, gee whiz, this is... This is actually a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And then I got to number three and I was like the crisis of meaning or the crash and burn stage. And I was just like, oh, this is too hard. And I walked away. I, I failed. I didn't want to do it anymore. I was like, nah, I'm not pushing through. And that was the end of guitar for me. Now, in my aviation story, my stage three or the crisis of meaning was probably when I got lost in that navigation exercise doing my private pilot's license. That was my lowest emotional point in training. I didn't really know if I was going to continue. But unlike playing guitar, in my aviation story, I pushed through and come out the other side. Now, what you've got to remember with stage three or the crisis of meaning or crash and burn stage is that that's the emotional wave that you're going through. Your skill level is ever increasing and goes through that point. So you are closer to success than you were at points one and two. And you're a lot better than you were then. But you're just going through the emotional roller coaster. Now, how do you push through the crash and burn stage? Well, I guess that's the big secret, isn't it? Like, how do you push through that? Now, I guess there's a couple of ways or a few ways you could do that. Like, if you've got a mentor that you can confide in, you ask him or her for advice. Or you could ask a group of people that you know and trust 
and ask them for advice. I think the big secret is to leave your pride at the door and, and you, need, you might need to ask people for help or advice. You know, definitely a big key is that you need to learn more. You need to do more research. And then that will help you push through. And in my case, in my aviation story, that's what I did. I was able to confide in an instructor, a mentor, and, you know, I learned more and I pushed through and come out the other side. But just remember, everybody goes through this same emotional roller coaster when they're learning a new skill. This is not your unique thing. So then after stage three, the crisis of meaning, we start to come up the other side of the curve to number four, which is in called informed optimism. Now, this doesn't mean you're amazing at the skill or that you're going to never fail again at it or make mistakes. It just means that you've had some kind of breakthrough with the skill and you're starting to be able to perform a lot better. You're basically competent, right? Now, I think this information is really helpful to know because you can apply it to any skill. And as I said before, it applies to any project that you're doing at a certain time. It's just an emotional phase or the emotional roller coaster that you go through when you do a, a project or you're doing, you know, learning a new skill. The big risk is that you get stuck at stage three in the trough, the crisis of meaning stage. Or the crash and or you crash and burn, you don't push through. But but knowing where you sit on the curve, that if you're at stage three, all you have to do is keep pushing to get to the informed optimism stage or stage four, that you're gonna come out and you're gonna, you know, it's going to work. Now in my project, I'm at stage three. I'm oh, I'm just I'm over it. I'm thinking about, oh geez, I should just give this away. But I know where I sit on the curve and I'm just going to push through because I know if I learn more and I research more that I will come out the other side to stage four. So guys, I hope you really enjoyed the episode of where you sit on the transition curve or the emotional roller coaster when you're learning a new skill or project. As I said in the middle of the episode, I will put the graph in my Facebook group, this marketing thing, and I will try and put a link in the description of the episode. So until next time, don't get stuck at the crisis of meaning and crash and burn. I'll see you guys on the upside at Informed Optimism. Until next week, see you later. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe. If you want to get a hold of me, I'd love to hear from you at thismarketingthing.com. Until next time, see you later.